This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Mike Slater, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, feels good to be back in San Diego. Glad I'm not going to Philly. Uh, we just spent the last... I love Philadelphia. still in Philadelphia. But uh, I think one week in Cleveland is enough time away from home. Uh, so we were there uh, for the entire convention. Just got back yesterday. Let's. We got three hours here together. So let's go through the week. Can we do that? I can sort of... We'll give you some behind-the-scenes stuff. And there's a lot of stuff on our Facebook page and our Twitter account, of course. Um, so we'll take you through the week, give you a little behind-the-scenes here and there. Let's start with day one. I thought, and I'll just come right out with it. I thought day one of the four-day convention was very disappointing. Moments of greatness, don't get me wrong, but as a whole, nearly every opportunity was missed. And I remember when it was when it was going on, I was confused. And then later that night, I was angry. And then the more I thought about it, I got really ticked off. And then I showed up the next day and I was like really angry at what happened on that first day. And and here's why. Now, now hang with me. I'm going to get, we're going to go to two, three, and four as well. And then we'll get better. But day one, that's what we're chatting about now. And maybe it was because I was there, right? So maybe it was, it felt different or looked different watching it on TV. Because really, it's not for the people who are there, right? There's whatever, 20,000 people in the room, but there's 20 million people watching at home. So the, the convention's really not for the people who are there. Have you ever been to an award show before? I went to the CMTs a couple of years back. They didn't even have the sound turned on for the audience, right? They, they played for microphones for TV, not microphones for the arena. So maybe on TV, the whole thing looked spectacular the whole time. So maybe I'm way off, but... I was there, and I thought the first day was really, really disappointing. Here's why. First thing, I had way too high of expectations. Way too high. I knew the people who were speaking. I knew that they were incredible storytellers. I knew that they had great stories to tell. So even just the first day had incredible potential. But it didn't meet it. It didn't meet it. And I'll tell you why in a second. But here, so first reason, I had too high of expectations. That's my fault. Second thing, way too long. What? 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 Are, what are we doing? Who, who? Who are we kidding here? No one's watching four and a half hours at the convention. <laughs> and the longer you drag it out, the more you lose from each person, and the more you lose from the entire theme. The whole thing gets watered down. And because it's so long, you may have a really good speech in in in, in the beginning. But no one heard it. No one saw it. And that's a waste. And then it went to the first night, especially went like way past 11 o'clock Eastern. So too long. Here's what I think they should do next year. No one asked me, by the way, but they should have speakers from 12 to 2, do a little afternoon session. 
And then at night, it should be from 8 to 10, max. I think it should be an hour. I think you should have the main speakers in an hour and have it be, and this is the key, an entirely produced TV show. Make it a a pre-produced, packaged event. Think the Olympics. You know when you watch the Olympics, which we will in a week, I guess, two weeks. Before every event, they'll have a, a video montage of the person who's, like of Michael Phelps, right? So Michael Phelps will be competing, and before that, they'll have a two-minute video of Michael Phelps, uh, you know, when he was 15 and he first made the Olympics, and then when he won eight Olympic gold medals and, you know, the last Olympics, or two Olympics, and, and it'll be like, it'll set the stage, right? It'll be, and it'll set, it'll add some emotional connection. This is why, I mean, they do these videos with, like, the archery team, who cares about archery? Well, you do when you see the story of the guy who was in a car accident last year and they didn't think he'd walk again, but here he is competing in the Olympics. You're like, oh, I'm rooting for this guy now. So tell the story a little bit and set the stage. So day one was about safety, right? Make America safe again. So before the Benghazi, Benghazi guys come out, play a two-minute video about what happened in Benghazi. And again, this is for people at home. They're watching this. There was such an opportunity to tell the story of Benghazi, A, to people who maybe have never heard it before, but definitely in a way that has never been told before. So play a video that's a couple minutes long, then have the guys come out, tell a little bit of their story, then have Pat Smith come out. Pat Smith is the mom who did an incredible job, and this is not critical of the people who spoke. Please don't get me wrong. It's the people who put them in this position and they could have set them up for better. Pat Smith is the mom. So she's in San Diego, uh, whose son, Sean Smith was killed in Benghazi. He was the computer guy. So have her come out, talk about her son, then have Rudy Giuliani come out with everyone else still on the stage, right? And talk about dereliction of duty and, and what it means to be a leader to step up during difficult times like this. Then, play a video package of the Navy SEALs doing awesome things. And then Marcus Luttrell comes out, right? All these people, and maybe Marcus Luttrell gives some award or something to Pat Smith and, and, and representing to all the gold star moms out there. And then wrap it up with Rick Perry, who who's best buds with Marcus Luttrell. Boom. There's your first segment. 12 minutes. That's all it is. It's a TV segment. It's tight. It's produced. It's packaged. It's emotional. It's moving, it's concise, it's purposeful. I thought the first night was none of those things. <laughs> well, it was emotional at times, but again, it was so watered down because it was four and a half hours long. So what it was, instead of those things I just said, it was four and a half hours of five-minute speeches. And again, each speech was fine, and some were super powerful, but they could have been so much more. Let me give you another example. Second night. Was it Make America First Again? Make America... I forget. I was fired up for Dana White. Dana White is the founder, CEO. I guess he just sold it. I don't know what his position is anymore. Of UFC. Sold it for $4 billion. Okay. So he came out. He spoke right in the beginning. And no one was paying attention. I don't think the TV uh, stations even took it. So it's like it never happened. And I was watching it, and he did great, but it was like, you know, it's just a, a voice came out, uh, 
Speaking next, Dana White. Dana White comes out, does his thing, and then leaves. And that was it. I said, well, guys, how awesome is it that you get the founder of UFC to come here and endorse Donald Trump? He's going to speak to a huge audience. He's got a really awesome message. What the heck was that? So, again, think Olympic coverage. Here's how it should go. 8 o'clock on the dot. Every single network covers this hour-long TV show about Donald Trump and about the convention. Kicks off, again, think Olympics, with a little montage of what happened the day before. Dramatic. Uh, it's got music. It's got, it's got effects. It's got quick little clips of the people who spoke before. Oh, everyone's excited. Then video slows down, and it's like an ESPN 30 for 30 documentary. It slows down, and it shows video of the first UFC gym. And a voice tells the story of the UFC and their vision, uh, whatever, 15 years ago, and, and, and how no one saw it. No one understood the vision. States banned it. Venues banned them. And then one person stepped up because he understood it. One person heard the vision, and he was the man who made the UFC into a $4 billion company. Fastest growing sport in the world. Now, he didn't necessarily start the UFC, but he was the one man, the first man to allow UFC fights in his casino in Atlantic City, right? So then the video shows the first fight, and it shows Donald Trump ringside with Dana White, and it shows them signing the deal together. And you have this video package. It ends with with this excitement of how massive the sport is today, and then you have the lights turn on and Dana White standing at the podium, and he talks about how UFC wouldn't be possible without Donald Trump. And if you like the UFC, then you need to vote for Donald Trump because he's the man with vision that made the UFC great, and he's also going to make America great again. Boom, there's your opening segment. How powerful is that? Instead, it was, speaking next, Dana White. And that was it. And then after that, it was, I don't know, someone else. And then they took like a 10-minute break. And I was like, well, guys. And then Dana, Dana White, he could get up there and he says, listen, it's not just me. Trump's going to help make your business as successful as the UFC, right? So then a video cuts back in. Remember, it's a TV show. It's an hour-long infomercial. Keep it moving. Keep it captivating. Keep it purposeful. Keep the momentum. And this video starts in a garage. A garage converted into an office. And it's this little mini documentary into the life of Andy Wist. And now he started his, uh, his business in his mom's garage in 1979. And now today in Brooklyn, he has 180 employees. So show the business at its beginning because people can relate to that. We love it. It's the great American success story. Show it in its beginning and then show it thriving today. Right? Build the drama. Add the context. Then you have Andy Wist, small small businessman from Brooklyn, come out and talk about how Trump's going to help all small businessmen, just like you watching at home. So I'm not making this stuff up, but do you you get it? Do you see how that would have been so much more powerful? I got so frustrated the first day and the second day and a little bit the third day. Now it got fixed on the fourth day. I'll talk about that in a little bit. They finally took my advice. But the stories from the first couple days, nearly all of them went to waste. Now they'll live online and they'll get 30,000 views. But they had a potential audience of millions. Now here's why I'm mad about it. Because I talked about this after day one. And uh, people got really mad at me. Oh, Slater, how dare you criticize the convention? It's like, I'm, I'm criticizing it because I want it to be better. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not criticizing because it's because I hate it or I hate the message. I, I want the message to get to more people. And it was so exciting to have different types of speakers, not just politician after politician. Now, there were way too many politicians there, to be honest. 
it was when I was talking to people. I was like, who are you most excited about? And they're like, uh, you know, Chris Christie. And I'm and I'm saying, uh, founder of UFC. Like, that's way cooler. Chris Christie, I've heard him talk a million times. He's not going to reach different people. No one cares about Chris Christie outside of the echo chamber. How are we going to get outside the echo chamber? You know, a lot of people said, uh, you know, why do we have dumb soap opera stars talking? Uh, how about because millions of people watch Young and the Restless and they know Sheila as if they're her, uh, Sheila's their best friend. Sheila was the character of one of, like, one of the soap opera stars. Um, I forget her name at the top of my head. She, uh, I don't know who she is, but she's Sheila. <laughs> Everyone loves, there's a whole audience there that loves Sheila. Not speaking to me, but she's speaking to them. So you got to get outside the echo chamber. And this is why I'm so upset. The Democratic convention starts on Monday. The Democrats are master storytellers. At their convention next week, they're going to have the mother of Eric Garner. The mother of Trayvon Martin. The mother of Dontre Hamilton. The mother of Jordan Davis. The mother of Michael Brown. The mother of Hadia Pendleton. The mother of Sandra Bland. These are all the moms of black people who are killed by police officers. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they're going to have them all come out at the same time. And it's going to be this big thing. And everyone's going to be crying. It's going to be this huge emotional event. Because they know how to tell a story. And it's going to blow at least the first couple days out of the water of the Republican convention. And that annoys the heck out of me because conservatives have a way better story to tell. And if anyone was there to tell it, it would have been Donald Trump and his team. And they blew it the first couple days. Again, great. There were great speakers, great messages. Could have been better. Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.